This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's all happening, folks. A delightful time of the sports calendar. It's March. March Madness is here. Can't wait after missing it last year. It's just always such an interesting fun time in the football calendar right everything with free agency leads right into the draft a lot of important decisions that teams have to make that help shape their future we got the nhl going we got the nba going golf and tennis majors are back baseball is in spring training it is a wonderful time of year always an interesting time of year from an nfl perspective i in a weird way like this almost as much as the games like I know that that sounds crazy but it it really is there's no right or wrong answer this time of year until you can see those things play out it's all discussion based it's all opinion based is this the right move did they prioritize the right position it's just a fun time of year um, to be a fan of the National Football League and like I said in the bigger picture uh, to be a sports fan in general great time in the calendar and uh we got more moving and shaking going on here as it looks like tyler medikevich formerly of this parish has just signed a contract extension with the buffalo bills we've got plenty to talk about in that regard cam sutton matt filer bud dupree a whole lot of moving and shaking as it relates to Steelers staying and going. We will get to that here soon, but I wanted to finish that conversation first. Arthur Motes, Craig Wolfley, a couple more minutes here. Uh, them discussing Kevin Dotson, Chase Claypool, Alex Highsmith, a lot of the Steelers rookies who are about to become sophomores, what it can take for them to continue to have success, to be on an upward trajectory in their second season in the black and gold. Here's Wolf and here's Motes. No, I agree, man. His development as a pass blocker, because like you said, the tape coming out of, you know, him coming out of college, we knew he could run block, but we didn't know to the full extent of his capabilities as a pass blocker. And that's what makes him so intriguing. That's what makes him so dynamic. And for me, as long as he could just keep growing, keep progressing, yeah. I think this dude can be special, man. So I'm excited about him. I'm glad he's here in Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> me too. He's the yes. next generation of a big offensive line coming up, if you ask me. Absolutely. Now, we got another guy making a year two jump on the defensive side of the ball. Now, you know we can't just talk offense today, baby. Right, we got to right. go gotcha. to the dog side. Come on now, Wolf. <laughs> I, I even show you, you see what I did here, right? I was like, I'm up here with my veteran, the guy that got me into media, right? You were the one who showed me the ropes. So I said, we're going to start out. We're going to talk offense. We'll go O-line. We're going to talk Dotson. But you know we got to come over there to talk about Mr. Alex Highsmith, baby. Mm. I am excited about him as well. The way we talk about Kevin Dotson, I look at Alex Highsmith in a similar vein. I look at this guy and I say, man, obviously he came from a smaller school in terms of Charlotte, right? But to see mm. him when he got those opportunities, especially early on in the year, he wasn't the starter. He was coming in as the third guy off the bench, but we saw the impact that he had against Baltimore. We can go down the list of games that he had just off the bench where he was impactful. But the thing that impressed me the most was once he took over as the starting role in the starting role when Bud Dupree went down, the moment never looked too big for him. You would watch him play, and it's just like the kid flashes. In the run game, he flashes. In the pass game, he flashes. We all know the spin move that he has. I mean, it's just crazy watching him, and I just feel like he's just scratching the surface. I feel like he still has so much more that he's going to learn and grow into, but I'm really excited about him as well, man. 
Arthur, I think you're exactly on. One of the things I want to hear your perspective on is the fact when you talk about a guy as mm-hmm. Keith Butler did from the very get-go, remember, but yep. said, hey, listen, this kid doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't keep mm-hmm. repeating mistakes. Yep. This kid is a one-and-done, learn-on-the-fly type mm-hmm. of guy, and he's one of those guys – Words that you don't hear about a rookie very often. Very true. And especially true. in this age, this day and age where you have all sorts of substitutions and sub packages mm-hmm. and all kinds of baloney on the defense, right? <laughs> you got all this stuff going on. This team doesn't make mistakes, doesn't repeat those mistakes. That's got to be a tough deal. Without a doubt. But you know who else was just like that, that I had a chance to play with? Defensive player of the year candidate, TJ Watt. When he came in from day one, he never made the same mistake twice. He was one of those guys we said, man, it looks like he's already been in this defense for two and three years as a rookie. And when you look at Alex Highsmith, similar things are being said about him. Me, you know, I was very fortunate to to have T.J. Watt as a rookie, to have Bud Dupree as a rookie, to have Anthony Ciccolo as a rookie. All of those guys were very different, right? T.J., we said, was very far ahead in terms of the mental element. Whereas with Bud and Ciccolo, that was the part that had to catch up, right? Because physically they had the talent. But seeing Alex... Alex mentally reminds me of where TJ was. You just see the pre-snap communication. That's a big indicator for me because understanding this defense, understanding how much communication goes on pre and post-snap, you can tell the guys that are confident and the guys that are, you know, kind of waiting to see if somebody else is going to say it to them first. When I watch Alex, when it's time for him to communicate, he is the first one putting his hands up, communicating with confidence. And to me, seeing that in year one, that's beautiful because the athletic ability, that's only going to improve. You're only going to get better once you get a full offseason, right? Once you don't have to worry about right. you know, OTAs or a condensed training camp. When you actually get a chance to go and rest your body like a normal person would. Because think about coming out of college, what happens your senior year? You play your full season. Then you got your all-star game. You got your pro day. You got the combine. So you never really get a chance to have a break. Now he's going to get that chance to, okay, properly rest right now, come back for OTAs and really start to grow and really take that year two leap that we hear Coach Thomas speak on all the time. So for me, man, I think this is a guy the arrow is definitely pointing up in a major way. You know, three things that really impressed me about this kid was Mm -hmm. didn't make mistakes, like you said, communication. He was Mm -hmm. there. Number two, you can tell a pass rusher when he's got it. Oh, right. without there's, a doubt. Yes. The way they, they rush the passer, um, and it's they connect moves. They don't just have mm-hmm. one and done. They can yep. connect one move to another and flow to it and yes. lead to it in the middle of a pass rush. Mm-hmm. That's an instinctive thing. That's something. That's one of the things I noticed first when you came yes. over. One of the first things Tunch Jokins pointed out yeah. when we were watching you on the practice field, he said, Watch how Moats links his moves together. There's no hesitation. He's got the uppercut to the club, to spin, to this, to that, what have you. But there's no lack of, you know, okay, what do I do now? And that's another thing that I thought Mm. Alex has got. The third thing is Mm. I like the way he he competes. He gets off his feet. He gets back on his feet. Mm -hmm. And everybody can sit there and say, well, uh, duh. But, you know, some guys, they don't bounce very well. Absolutely. The dirt. Mm -hmm. And it's a time lag before they get back up and re-enter the chase. You know, Without a doubt. I like those three things about him. I I look for him to build on him. But those are the three things that stood out to me. Yeah, I agree with you. And definitely appreciate the kind words as well. The things that I, I, I really thought that stood out when I looked at Alex Highsmith, you hit on it mentally. 
He was sharp. He didn't like he was thinking too much, just playing. I love this hand work, though, in terms mm. of not only as a pass rusher, but as a run defender. Watch him when he's matched up against tight ends. Watch sure. how he is ragged on these guys. He's the first to the steering wheel, meaning he gets his hands on the inside numbers, right, of the jersey. He's constantly getting there first before the offensive player is able to get to his numbers. And you could just see he has the intent that I don't want to just have my gap. I don't want to just say, oh, I did my job. I got the edge set. No, no. He's like, okay, I've done my job. Now let me go make a play. And that, to me, you either have that or you don't. And to me, seeing him do that as a rookie, I say, yes, this is a guy who he has the intangibles to take that next step. So without a doubt, man, he's definitely going to be a guy that we're going to be excited to see in year two. But you know we got to talk about one other guy making that. Well, we got to go back to up. the other side of the ball, don't we? I, I, absolutely. Come on now. I, I figured this. We, we know that the offensive players, especially the skill position players, get all of the fanfare, and rightfully so, rightfully so. But since it was a defensive guy, you know, doing this thing today, I figured I'd put him on the back burner. <laughs> so now, now that we've, we've shown love to our offensive linemen, because we got to do that, we show love to the dark side of the ball. Shout out to the outside linebackers. Now we're going to go to the glamour positions, the superstars, and we got to talk about Chase Claypool. And, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> he blew all of us away this year, right? He did. As a second-round pick, no offseason, to come in here and do what he did from a statistical standpoint, not only from just scoring touchdowns, you saw the amount of touchdowns that he had, but he added a deep play element from the passing game that, man, it, it, it felt like we had been missing that for a little while now. But it was just such a breath of fresh air to see how dynamic this guy was. And ultimately, we felt like he was still underused at time later in the season. No question about it, Arthur. I think you nailed it. One of the things that was interesting to me was there was a period of about two, three weeks where he just mm -hmm. kind of kind of faded. I don't know whether yes. it was, uh, you know, the, the rookie wall, what have you. I, I'm not His a big believer in that. But, you know, yeah. like, like you described, when you go through a year season, then you go through the combine, then you go through and the, mm -hmm. uh, all the bowl games, yep. then in the OTAs normally, and without the COVID year, though, um, it's a long year. But there was a period of time where it just wasn't didn't happen for a short period of time, but he exploded when he came on the scene. You're talking about having the ability to go 83 and yard down, yes. down the sideline. We're talking about um, one of the things I love most was he had what two or three touchdowns, but he's also mm. an L3 on the kickoff team. Making hey, the I me? love that. I ah, love that, that part awesome? about him, man. <laughs> There's a lot there that you can unpack on this young man. And I'm really looking forward to him taking the next step and really learning the nuances of running the, the pass pattern tree, you know, making Absolutely. sure all the, the, all the stuff that you got to do, whether it's a uh, little bit of push off or whatever you got to do, you know, as a mm -hmm. veteran, you know, not that you, you, know, oh, yeah. you don't be an animal about it. <laughs> but trust me, all of the elite receivers, they know the tricks of the trade. They know how to right. create that separation at the point of attack. And he's going to get that. It just takes more reps, but to see how dynamic he was without having all of those veteran savvy tricks that's why I think we were just so high on him because you can just see what he's able to do when he gets that ball and his shoulders are going north and south good luck oh, yeah. because it's a track meet and that's what and, and to think of how big he is as well to be able to do that it stands up it, it pops off the tape in a major way but the thing as impressive as he is with the ball in his hand I was more impressed by when he didn't have the ball in his hand this kid when he blocks Man, yeah. cut on the Titans tape. He barely gets any targets in that game. But watch his impact 
in terms of blocking. Watch his impact in terms of just the effort that he puts to make sure that the plays, if he's a decoy running the route, he's running it with great effort. If it's a run play, he's making sure he blocks his guy to the sideline all the way to the water cooler. You know how we used to say that. Take him to the water cooler. <laughs> he definitely is a part of that same mentality, that same cloth. And to me, that is a beautiful thing because in Pittsburgh, we know how we like our receivers. We want them complete. Right. We want you not only to be able to run routes and do the glamorous stuff, but give me a little bit of the nastiness. Let me see that Hans Ward side come out where you're not afraid to put your face in the fan and make a block. You're not afraid to do the dirty things, the, the, the not so glamorous things that are associated with playing receiver in the NFL. And Claypool, he shows that he is very versatile and well-rounded in that regard. And I'm just excited because I think the sky is the limit for that guy unquestionably so i think you wrapped it up very nicely you know this kid has got so much upside and the talent that i think that he can epitomize and get in the mid-range long range downfield i think that um, his size and his speed is going to create more of that drafting wake for others to run in the windows underneath him and it's going to stretch those windows so hopefully hopefully they're going to be able to utilize this guy in a way that i think um will really match his talent because I, I really believe that there was a point in time they needed to push him more I agree. Um, yes. and not less. But, you know, again, I'm, yeah. I'm a rockhead. You know, I'm, I'm 50,000 <laughs> headbutts into this life. So what do I know, right? Well, I think we can all agree that coming into year two, he is definitely going to have a bigger role. It's going to be a more concentrated role on him because of how da- uh, how dynamic he was. So I'm excited about him, and I definitely think that he we're going to see him be a focal point of this offense in year two. No doubt about it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. Absolutely. Now, I got I to gotta ask you something because there's, there's uh-oh, something that happened on this day. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 38 years ago today. I see, just found this I, out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 38 years ago, how old was yeah. I? Oh, I wasn't here just yet. I was close. I wasn't there yet. <laughs> yeah, it was March 3rd, 1983, okay? All right, all I right. I just completed my one, two, three, fourth year with the Steelers, okay? So I there like I it. was, you know, I didn't even know this happened. A guy named Terry Bradshaw checked into a Shreveport, Louisiana hospital, and he got his guy? elbow, uh, uh, you know, operated on there, right? Now, it's interesting to me that there was, he registered under a name. He was admitted to the hospital. Oh. Name. Do, do you know what that name was? I think you mentioned it earlier. Thomas Thomas Brady, if I Thomas recall. Thomas Brady? <laughs> How does that happen? How does that happen? He goes in there. He's going to wow. get an assumed name to, to go in. You know, he's a famous wow. guy going into Shreveport, <laughs> Louisiana, the hospital. And he goes in under the name Thomas Brady. That's just, to me, it's just hey. hilarious. I couldn't believe it. Out of all the names. <laughs> of all the names. What all the names, be? same numbers, crazy. Both guys, multiple times Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Sometimes, man, you just got to laugh, right? Absolutely. Did you ever see his his movie in Cannonball Run? I did not. No, I did not. Oh, you got to look it up because there's outtakes at the end where he's with Mel Tillis and they drove the car into the pool and they're on the side of the pool like this. He and Mel Tillis and they kept going to outtakes. I went to watch it during the offseason after it uh-huh. came out in 81. So they're sitting there, and every time Terry turned to Mel, he'd start laughing 
when looking at Mel. So I see him at training camp. I says, Terry, why did you keep laughing whenever you're looking at Mel Tillis? Yeah. Mel Tillis, you know, he would stammer and everything like that. And he go, I, I and I go, what was it? He goes, Mel had a booger in his nose. And he said every time he looked, he started blowing it out. And so I started burst out laughing. <laughs> But that's our man, Terry Bradshaw, otherwise known as Thomas Brady. Absolutely, man. So shout out to Terry Bradshaw, a.k.a. Thomas Brady. Oh, and everything that he's done for this organization, baby. Yes, indeed. What are you going to do? Yes, indeed. That's the beauty of it. But hey, shout out to you, Wolf, because you always give us that history that we love, that we need as part of Steeler Nation. And Well, you know how that comes about? I'm old. <laughs> Never old, just seasoned. You know that. You're very seasoned. seasoned. Yes, very seasoned. So, always a blast catching up with you, man. We got to do this again next week, man. What do you think? That sound good? I'd love to. Let's make it a date. Hey, sounds good to me, man. So, I'll see you next week. And as always, here you go. Here we go, Steelers. There it is, Arthur Motes and Craig Wolfley. I mean... To be a fly on the wall in the room when those two are together. I know I'm a high energy guy, but those two, I mean, they make me seem curmudgeon-y. They're so uh, just energetic and excited all the time. Great stuff from Arthur Motes and from Craig Wolfley. If you want to watch that feature and it's full, if you want to see both of those guys, beautiful faces, uh, that video is up on Steelers.com. Of course, I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. I'm solo today. If you're just joining us, no mozi. But, you know, I did want you to hear his lovely voice there in that interview with Craig Wolfley. That just discussion with Craig Wolfley is probably the better way to put it. Some great stuff on Kevin Dotson, Chase Claypool, Alex Highsmith, their thoughts and expectations for those guys who are exiting their rookie year and entering their sophomore season. If you want to get involved with the conversation, we've had a few tweets roll in here. We will get to those before we get out of here. As always, you can ask me anything you want, and as long as it's show appropriate, of course, I will answer it on Twitter, at Wesley Euler. Before we go to break here in our final segment, and we're going to do the full free agency gambit, some Cam Sutton questions, some Bud Dupree questions. We'll get to all of those. We'll discuss all the different moving and shaking but the last um, last little piece of audio that I wanted to play for you guys today is also from Steelers.com. Kevin Colbert, we all know for a few years now, the Steelers general manager has been on a year-to-year contract, right? He has been a football lifer. He's been with the Steelers now on his third decade with the Steelers organization after spending time with the Detroit Lions before he got uh, to Pittsburgh with the Steelers. Kevin Colbert is, you know, he is on the final nine of his professional career, right? He's he's on maybe the 17th or 18th green, and he can see the clubhouse in the distance, right? So he's been doing this year-to-year thing um, as he kind of decides, you know, when is, is the right time to step away? Well, that time is not now. Kevin Colbert is going to be back at the helm of the Steelers organization as general manager for at least another season. And here is what Kevin Colbert have, had to say after officially signing that one-year extension in the black and gold. Vice President and General Manager Kevin Colbert has signed a one-year contract extension with the Steelers, keeping him in Pittsburgh through at least the 2022 NFL Draft. Team President Art Rooney II added in a statement that, quote, Kevin has been instrumental to the success of our franchise over the last two decades, and we are happy to have him continue for another year. In Colbert's 21 seasons with Pittsburgh, he has helped assemble teams that have won two Super Bowls, three AFC championships, 
10 division titles, earned 13 playoff berths, and had 16 winning seasons. Colbert said, quote, it has been such an honor to be in this position with the Steelers for over 20 years. I want to thank Art Rooney for his continued support in extending my contract another year. We have been able to accomplish some great things, but my determination to help the Steelers reach our ultimate goal to win another Super Bowl has never been greater. Colbert is entering his 22nd season leading Pittsburgh's personnel department, including his 11th as the team's general manager. The Pittsburgh native and North Catholic High School and Robert Morris University graduate joined the Steelers in February of 2000. Let's go Bobby Moe getting the name drop there. Uh, great stuff from Missy Matthews. Again, that's up on Steelers.com. You heard the quote there from Kevin Colbert and from Art Rooney II. Kevin Colbert, 64 years old now, right? Agreed to another one-year contract extension. will keep him with the team through the 2022 NFL draft. So um, personnel contracts run differently than player contracts, right? Player contracts are out now new league season new league calendar turns over tomorrow but for gms they often go through the draft and so kevin colbert will be with the team at least through the 2022 nfl draft which is about 13 months from now it's his 11th season he will enter his 11th season as the gm 22nd season with the organization it's just incredible and like i did mention he's been doing ever since the summer of 2019 he's been doing these year to year deals um, and now has has re-upped like I said through the 2022 NFL draft congratulations to Kevin Colbert great dude and great general manager <laughs> one losing season in 22 years Paris Super Bowls I think that's all that need to be, needs to be said I'm Wesley Euler you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR when we come back here folks I'm gonna do some analysis how about that I will give some grades and some analysis of each of the Steelers moves that they've made since the past week right it's Cam Sutton's coming back we've got some other moving and shaking we'll also talk about some departures Matt Filer's off to the west coast Bud Dupree's off to Music City down in Tennessee we'll discuss all of this I'll get to your tweets as well last chance to get them in at Wesley Euler if you want to join in on the conversation I am Wesley Euler and you are listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR <laughs> 